Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Hey again, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. We've got a special Saturday night podcast here tonight. We had New Japan Pro Wrestling Dominion early this morning. Uh, UFC 225 tonight with CM Punk's return fight. It's been a busy weekend. Uh, Matt, how are you doing? Doing good until this damn UFC pay-per-view took 10,000 hours to get over with. <laughs> it was all decisions. Uh until that last fight, I, I'll admit, I thought it kind of sucked. Uh, Chris, Chris, what, what were your thoughts? Uh, it was um, it was okay. I think the Colby uh, Covington fight, that was a drag. So, um, But, you know, I think it bookended well. The first and the last fight. Um, the last fight was good. The first fight was worth talking about. So, Right. Um, it was newsworthy. The crowd was into it. I mean, yeah. the crowd was hotter for CM Punk than any other person on the show it felt like right. um but yeah he was clearly out of his league um so i know most people wanted are probably here for the cm punk stuff so we'll let's quickly go over ufc 225 talk about the main event and uh we'll see, uh chris why don't you uh take it from here going over ufc 225 uh well you first had a uh, cm punk um against mike jackson and, you know, uh, both 0-1, both lost to Mickey Gall in the first round with their other, uh, you know, U- UFC fights. Um, uh, Jackson's 4-0 as a boxer. So, he had, I mean, he, that's basically where he's coming from, his boxing background, Golden Gloves champ in 2011, I believe. And oh. so, uh, you know, that that's basically who was his arsenal. Uh, CM Punk had a... Uh, some training in Wisconsin. That's really that's really about what the it. Hell was it. I didn't know homeboy. I watched the whole fight. I did not. I must have missed it. I did not know he was a gold, a former Golden Gloves champion. Yeah, he he's an undefeated what boxer. Freak was he thinking? Yeah, yeah. So oh, you man, know, I wonder why he was he was getting pegged. Yeah. Yep. Uh, exactly. It sucked. It sucked having to watch. I don't know what you guys noticed yeah. this or not, but he looked softer. Punk did his build. Goodness. He looked softer tonight than he did in his first fight. His first fight, he was yeah. very tight. He was very tight. I don't even want to say muscular, but he was tight. Tonight, yeah. he had a little bit of that skinny fat stuff going on again. And uh, I don't know. I, was, I, I love the guy. I'm a huge fan of his. I was obviously like everybody else. I wanted to see him do well. Um, but uh, after that, I would. people keep saying, you know, after the first round, it was all downhill. But I think it was like, even when he made that takedown, it wasn't looking good. He couldn't even hold his arm. He couldn't even hold a, like a body part down. Do you know what I mean? He looked. He just looked really physically weak. He didn't look like he had any strength to him. Like I don't know. That's all I can remember. I agree. I, yeah. I agree. Yeah, I, I don't know I'll how much that of that too. was a, an adrenaline dump too, because he looked pretty good that first round. Uh, I wouldn't say good, but he was doing well. Like I almost thought he won that first round. I thought that first round was pretty close. They were definitely looking to give it to him. Yeah, but uh, all the judges scored it unanimously. But I thought I thought he was doing all right, and then he just got destroyed. I mean, he he just looked way out of his element. And uh, I think this is the problem sometimes when you get someone that shouldn't be in there. Um, yeah, you can make a lot of money, but he could have gotten seriously hurt, and he got you know taken to the hospital. Uh, he's getting a CT CT scan, a oh, facial geez. CT scan. So. I mean, he got jacked from Mike Jackson, who's 0-1, was just, you know, he was beaten by Mickey Gall quicker than CM Punk was. So, out of his league, I was going for, I was playing for Punk. I tried to stay impartial with these things, but I was playing for Punk, man. The the last couple weeks that he's had, the last four years with this lawsuit, and, and, uh, you know, it just just felt like it would have been a, a nice story. Well, I'm I'm a big critic of CM Punk, but it's uh, I have been for years. But the thing is, is I even found myself like in the first round pulling for Punk, and that's a, that's big for me, you know. And I was just 
He he looked more. I mean, here's the thing. To your point, Ross, he looked more aggressive in the first round. I, that's one thing I did notice. But at the end of the day, I mean, here's the thing. It, it's a cash grab. I mean, and, and that's the reason why, you know, the first one, the reason why he was in the first UFC, both Punk and Mike Jackson do not need to step a foot in a UFC uh, a cage ever again. They both looked like amateurs. And then in the next fight, Holly Holm, when she beats uh, Megan Anderson, the ground and pound that she did, I mean, it, it made Mike Jackson's look so yeah. embarrassing. And when he would when he would mount him, he would do some type of swirly thing, and then this strike, and it was oh, I was getting yeah. so frustrated when that I was, saw that. It that was, was his way of showing off. Yeah, he yeah. was being a dick. Like, showing yeah. off that this dude is like, this, yeah. yeah, he was like looking away, like not even looking at Punk while he yeah. was hitting him with punches, yeah. and it's like, man, you know, it's, yeah, you're 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 beating him, but you suck too. You yeah, know? yeah, you're one and one, dude. Like, like, get over yourself, man. You know what I mean? Like, it just, it was just all bad to me. The, like, the first, it was, it looked so amateurish. Like, that fight altogether looked so amateurish. And it was just really an embarrassment to the UFC. And hopefully, hopefully Punk doesn't, I mean, if he, if he wants to keep fighting MMA, I really hope he goes, like, the Bellator route or, or something, you know, just kind of having more fights under his belt. Because, you know, reputation means a lot. And when you put yourself in these positions, when you are both of your fights are UFC, it it it, it kind of hurts your reputation a, a bunch, man. Especially for the trolls who don't want you to succeed anyway. So it's right. it was it was all bad for Punk to me. He, he he's not an MMA fighter. I mean, I think no. that's clear. I mean, no. he, I'm sure he could find some slobs that he could beat up, <laughs> but you know, as far as real real MMA fighters. He's not going to beat any of them. Um, so, oh, sorry. Go ahead, Matt. He didn't let people come in and watch his camp. He said it made, it made him kind of nervous to have people come in and watch him during while he's practicing and sparring. But yet, if you're in there and he's already practicing, it's no big deal. There was just so many arrows that I was watching throughout this week with his interviews that was screaming. He's, he's hedging his bet, and he's yeah. like, he's showing me. I felt defeat from him. I'm just yeah. being honest. I felt it right. I don't even know when. At first, I was like, "Oh crap! This trial is going to kill the guy." And then, you know, and then when I saw some of his interviews after the trial, where he should be elated that he won, and, and now adrenaline's running. I'm focused on this fight. You would think you didn't get any of that. You got this. Hey, what's up? Yeah, and I'm supposed to be entertaining in the main draw of the show, even though I'm on the main event, but. You know, um, I don't know. It was the most boring interviews. It, it, like, there was yeah. nothing interesting about it. And yeah, he's usually apathetic in his interviews, though. He just kind of, like, carefree, apathetic. Um, he, he has that type of demeanor to him. I'm, have, have you ever worked with Punk, uh, uh, Matt? Me? Yeah. No, he came into OEW, like, after I left WWE. Um, but but I definitely, yeah, I know him, though. Um was gonna say was is though, but he at least would say some things with some energy though, like like he complete sentences. Like he he looked like he was just so defeated. I don't know how to explain it. Yeah, well, I think it's also you know when he's in wrestling and he's talking smack, he's talking about being the best in the world. Well, he right. believed that he was. You know, no, I, and I don't mean that way. When I mean energy, I don't mean charisma. Right. I, yeah. I, I I mean like how do I say it? Like look at his last interview he did before the fight it was very different he had them in the house he had a, his eyes were actually opened um he didn't look like he was falling asleep he i don't know he was just talking like the way i was just talking and imitating him versus yeah. he had them in their house at his house and he was introducing his dog and he was just a lot more energetic about it i wasn't saying he was charismatic and cutting promos and rhyming but he had a little bit of vigor and his somewhat yeah when yeah for wrestling sure. would come up he would say something very clear about never going back to WWE. Fuck them. Something along those lines, and something with some energy is what I'm saying. I don't. Yeah. Again, just I don't know. Yeah, it seemed like the life was sucked out of him. No. Corey Graves tweeted, "Don't worry, hey Vince McMahon, this has nothing to do with you. You, you either Triple H. This isn't corporate. This is real life. Calm down, inner nerds. So, basically, saying that." 
I'm Vince sure. and Triple H had nothing to do with CM Punk getting his ass kicked. Uh, so what 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 does CM Punk do next? He made it clear in interviews that he's done with pro wrestling, but um, I mean, what um, else is there? Uh, yeah, how old is he? He's he'll almost be, forty. He'll, 40, he'll turn he'll forty in October. Yeah, I really don't know. I can see I can see some some wrestling engagements now full time not necessarily I don't I don't ever see him coming to WWE again and I've said this on my show before I don't the reason why I don't see him being the WWE has nothing to do with Vince and Triple H similar to what Corey's saying but something different I think that Vince and Triple H would be willing to extend the olive branch but I don't think CM Punk will I don't, I don't think he'll ever be okay or or have a relationship where they can work together again. I don't I don't ever see that. I don't think he'll ever wrestle in WWE again. But you know, Harold Meade with New Japan Wrestling, he's the the president. They want to expand there. Uh, they want to expand internationally. And with CM Punk, you got a guy that you don't have to worry about WWE taking. Uh, he'll probably stay loyal. He he wouldn't uh, he wouldn't turn their back. You know, his back on New Japan uh, with a WWE offer. So if they're really looking to expand. That would be the guy, and I would throw a ton of money, you know, for him because he—he's a difference maker. I mean, he would get a ton of attention, and uh, and he can go. I would love to see Punk and Omega. That's for sure. Yeah, he, I mean, he, I, he even knew who Omega was. He said that in one of his interviews. So it shows he watches a little bit of wrestling. Yeah, right. <laughs> he said he watches clips. Uh, yeah. But I'm sure if if New Japan came with the right offer, I'm sure he'd entertain it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think um, yeah we'll see, but he I, he's definitely not fighting the UFC again. That's for sure. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, so Holly Holm, uh, she's won two out of her three fights. When she lost, when she beat Ronda Rousey, that was how she became popular. Um, you know, she she went on a bit of a slump. She lost to Cyborg as well. Uh, won the bantamweight championship, but lost to Cyborg. Uh, so she beat uh, she beat Megan Anderson. She looked really good. The first the first round um, was a bit off to me, uh, but after that, she looked really good. Uh, what do you think, Matt? Yeah, I've always liked her. I've always um, her pedigree is perfect. Mm-hmm. You know, to, to to be a successful UFC fighter, um, and she's she's just a badass. She is. She might not look like one like you saw on the street. You know. <laughs> Like Ronda looks like a badass on the street, you know. She right. just does. Holly's not so much, but once she's in that cage, dude, she's a beast. Yeah, she's yeah, she has a very naturally nice face, but uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was kind of surprised that she won this on the ground. That was always her weak point, but she, you yeah. know, really dominated this fight on the ground. But yeah, good for her. I mean, she became a star after beating Rousey. You know, Amanda Nunez kind of retired Rousey, but didn't really get much from it. Uh, no right. one cares about her fights right now, but Holly Holm, people still care about her. So. It's, uh, so she's on the right track. Yeah. Uh, what do you think about the heavyweights uh, between Ty and uh, Andre, Raj? The only thing I thought was Ty coming out to my heart will go on. That was all I had from this fight. I, you know, Andre Olovsky, he's been, when I started watching UFC, he was already kind of a, a you know, a veteran. So he's been around forever. I, I'm, so I'm always kind of pulling for him. Mm-hmm. And there was a streak there where he was getting knocked out every fight. So it's cool seeing the, you know this latest stage of his career and 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 that he was able to hold his own against uh, against him. But uh, I thought it was kind of a dull fight, and I actually had Andre winning. I thought he took the second and third round. But you know, it's it's interesting because I th- I had Ty winning the first and the third round. So. I do think it was a split decision, but I think it, I mean, like it was split between you and I. What do you have, Matt? Who who won? I, I can't break the tie. I didn't watch it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so it's a tie. <laughs> it's a tie split decision. So the so the main events, um, it was very controversial. Uh, they had it was split decision. Um, Robert Whitaker retained the title, uh, the middleweight title. Against Joel Romero, who didn't even make weight, which was very interesting. Um, but you know, it was split decision. Raj, what do you think? It's uh, a Wait, lot why, of people. Uh, a lot of people. Su- why are you surprised he didn't make weight? Isn't this the second time he didn't do it? I think the third, maybe second, second or third. Yeah, the second, in a, <laughs> the second yeah. in a row. Yeah, 
because it's the second in a row is why you're surprised, you mean? Yeah, because I would have thought that the first time would have said, hey, well, Well, it did seem kind of weird that the commission didn't give him the extra hour to lose, a, a, you know, I thought they did. a fifth of a pound. He was, Wait, he was supposed to have two hours, and then yeah. after the first yeah. hour, they, they cut it off, and he was over by a fifth of a pound. So yeah. he was, you know. That's lame. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it's almost better that he didn't win because if he did, could you imagine? He's like that point two pounds, you know. Yeah. If it weren't for that point two pounds, I'd be champion right now. So at least yeah. he doesn't have that in his head. I thought that fight was amazing. Um, that third round was insane. Uh, I was kind of pulling for y- Yoel Romero by the end. I mean, he kind of won me over. Yeah. He was a beast. How does it work, guys? If 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 um, the other guy won. The other guy did win. So, does he get an actual win for that because his opponent didn't make weight? How does that work? So, I, so they agree to terms before the fight. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Yol will. I mean, uh, uh, Whitaker will get a percentage of Yol's purse, and I don't think he'll get a win bonus. Um, but he gets his. He gets his. He gets a show. Uh, it, it counts as a win, but yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't. Uh, he doesn't get any win money. So. Um, that sucks. Has that ever happened where the challenger missed weight and then beat the champion? I don't think that's ever happened, right? Not that I know of. Didn't what's her name use? I could have sworn Cyborg. Wasn't she always overweight or no? She's missed weight, but she she was, uh, at least in UFC, I don't think it's ever happened. No, no, not UFC. Um, I was thinking back. Uh, what was the, what was the, uh, God darn it. Strike Force? Yeah. Wasn't it Strike Force used to come in overweight a little bit? Hmm. I, I'm not sure about the the regulations in Strike Force compared to UFC, though. There was a WEC. Uh, what was yeah, Apollo. Uh, Tail Sun and beat someone when this was before the. It was just the the lower yeah. weights, yeah. and Chael Sun and the other guy came in way heavy, and Chael Sun and beat him, and and Chael Sun he beat the champion. The champion came in heavy, and Chael Sun and beat him and wasn't awarded the title. So that was like <laughs> that's like the DQ step in WWE. <laughs> <laughs> that's <Yeah>. true. <laughs> that is really. Uh, and then Colby Covington, he won. It was uh, that was a pretty close fight. But Colby is one of those guys that he just tries to. He to me he comes across like he's trying to act charismatic, but he's not. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and it yep. just drives me nuts. Um, yes, I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just totally. playing this part, trying to. He's like you know one of these kids trying to play a heel. You know, yeah, he's no Conor McGregor. He's no. He's trying to be, and it's uh, it's kind of irritating. Hey, question. I saw one of the headlines. Uh, is is Conor? Are they really legit thinking about having Conor come back? Yeah, that's uh, awesome. Dana White would take him back in a second. Ah, he needs him more than ever right now. Sure, I mean, they got nothing. Great. They got nothing Good. right now. All for it. Great. Yeah, they were looking for a September uh, fight, weren't they? So he has to get by in New York, is what I heard, or something like that. He's got to pass something in New York. Is that a court case or something? I think it? he's got a commission hearing from that whole bus incident um, that yeah. happened in April. I know Dana said he's got to wait to hear about that yeah. first. But that's great. I, I mean, we need him back in the UFC, that's for sure, because no <laughs> offense to anybody. The guys who fought hard, they worked hard tonight, but this is the most boring. I've never, I've only ordered this to watch Punk, yeah. you know, and I would. No offense to the other guys in the show, I never would have bought this if Punk wasn't on it. And I yeah. watch a lot of UFC. I, I, I like to think I watch about an average amount, what an average fan would watch, I would say. Yeah, it's like a casual, right? I think that's yes. like uh, it's like wrestling, too. If you don't have stars or people that really uh, engage you, then you're stuck with the hardcores. And UFC is getting more and more just stuck with the hardcores. You know what? Like that's guys. a great point. They didn't. I didn't get anybody there tonight. No offense again to the fighters. That um, that's what we say to wrestlers, right? right. Um, is that's that's a good point, Roger. It's just like wrestling. They didn't. I didn't see anybody that that drew me back to yeah. want to see fight again necessarily. I would watch. I wouldn't pay to watch though right. any of them. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So they had an opportunity with Punk on this card to show us some different talents, maybe that that maybe gets us to come back because Punk ain't coming back. You know, so so who else is going to be able to get our money? Yeah, I wonder if they feel like Colby Covington is that guy. Cause the way you said that to me before, I think you're right. I think that's who they look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
because it's about you know it's similar to wwe like it's it's about personality nowadays that's what draws so back in the day it necessarily wasn't that way but now it's it's very personality based bro or a really cool like um like real background story about their life Mm -hmm. or what they did to get here like velasquez I, I, I hate to admit this. I wanted Brock to annihilate him in the beginning, but watching what he was doing in his camp and what it was going to mean to him, his country, everyone watching from Mexico, you know what I mean? I kind of got behind him a little. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. drew me in during all of that. More than Brock. Holly Holm, too. Holly Holm had Oh, yes. I take too. that back. Holly, too. Yeah. I was, yeah. I wouldn't pay to watch her fight, though. I got to be honest. But yeah. I definitely would want to see a fight cheer around. you know what too matt i think it was easier to follow back in the day all these different fighters because there weren't ten thousand events a year you know and <laughs> all over the place and it was hard to keep track uh you had like maybe one a month on spike tv and you you, you got familiar with who the big stars were and they came yeah. across as superstars like tito ortiz you know chuck liddell. chuck liddell they come across way bigger than any of these guys that you have now even oh you know Rashad Evans, Forrest Griffin, all those guys. Yep, it was good to see Matt Hughes. Love, yeah. loved Matt Hughes. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, UFC. Speaking of Brock Lesnar, uh, Alistair Overeem got uh, <laughs> yeah, destroyed. Was clocked. Uh, yeah, <laughs> got uh, multiple elbow shots, and then Rashad Evans. How about yeah. that? Less yeah, thirty-one seconds. Wow. Yeah, he was That's beaten. It's sad to see. It's sad to see the, the people I kind of came up with. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Ronda Rousey. Shots lost, like, lost like five in a row now, hasn't he? Yeah, I think this has got to be it. Yeah. Uh, they announced that Ronda Rousey is going to UFC Hall of Fame. And uh, so, you know, WWE, they published a story on it. Uh, UFC sent us a press release. They, they mentioned that she's in WWE. So, uh, yeah, she'll be inducted next month so that kind of she's going in the modern wing they have all these different wings and uh i don't know if that just keeps it open that she might come back uh, i'm not sure but yeah why, why don't they do a show for it or anything like that it's on ufc fight pass yeah on july 5th so it will be airing but yeah they don't make it a big deal like wwe i i think they could you know, it's during the International Fight Week. There's tons of people out there. I'm sure they could sell a bunch of tickets for it, but they haven't gone that route yet. Yeah. So, uh, New Japan, Dominion, what do you guys think? Great. Um, I mean, where it's all, I'd be all over the place if, you know, if you start, unless you give me the matches, you know. Right. But, uh, <laughs> um, loved, I guess, just talk about Jericho first. I don't know. Um, loved his look. He looked different. <laughs> He looked a little fatter than normal, right? Yeah. <laughs> but his in-ring cardio, guys, was off the chain good. Dude, I can't tell you guys how much I would have been blowed up in just the attack on the outside at the beginning of the match. He put Jericho put so much energy into that. So did Naito. And then, like, what, it was like, I don't know, 20 minutes into the match or something like that, 15, before Naito was actually in his gear finally. Yeah, that's right. They, they beat the sh- crap out of each other in this yeah. match. Oh my god! It was Our, very different. I uh, I really liked that. That's why I liked it, man. He, I don't know. I kept thinking, okay, what's he's he's going to keep it similar to his fight like it was with Omega. I kept thinking, yeah. um, and you know he did lump Omega up good. He was very stiff with Omega in a good way. Um, and it was hard hitting. You know, but this was different. I thought he brought a little bit more. Jericho did a, little, a lot more viciousness, a lot more mean streak. Um, I liked it. I liked it. He's definitely loving the being able to curse. <laughs> I know he's he's, uh, he's saying fuckface like they're yes. like it's they're gonna put a ban on it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I really I really liked uh, Jericho and Naito. Um, yeah, uh, you know it's one of those things. That one, one th- Jericho's one of my top five of all time, and, and one thing I, I just totally respect about Chris Jericho is that you can tell that he puts so much into every single match, uh, yeah. you know. And it's and it's especially nowadays. He'll be he'll be forty eight years old in a few months, what? and it's like, yeah, it was born nineteen seventy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> <lesson>. wow. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like 
that's that's why I respect them so much because it's not like okay, hey, you get a call from Vince, hey, I need you to put over, you know, uh, Baron Corbin this week. You know, it's you know he he his mindset is no, <laughs> you know, what I mean that that's not what I'm gonna do. If I don't mind putting over Corbin, but let's put some story behind it. Let's let's have some intrigue. Let's build it up for real. And that's what Jericho's been doing really for the past couple years, at least, especially with the, the Omega. And he said this in his podcast before. He said he, he doesn't have any desire just to walk in and be a WWE guy. I mean, he's a lifer. You know, he respects the heck out of Vince, but he just doesn't have any desire to say, hey, I'm just going to be a part of this. Give me a story behind it and, and, and have something have something intriguing with it because because yeah. there's so many names that can kind of uh, be more popular than Chris Jericho is right now, but he does such a fantastic way of reinventing himself at almost 50 years old to make people want to watch. I respect I respect that like none other. And I think you look at his mind right now too, like when he has that creative freedom, he's doing stuff that's very different. And, yeah. you know, you look at WWE, it's kind of formulaic, all the same right now. And uh, Jericho's doing stuff that's, uh, you know, it's just very different. And uh, you can tell that he's invested in it and he's having yeah. fun. Yeah. Um, so, Chris, why don't we start from the beginning and then we'll, you know, talk talk quickly about the undercard matches and then we'll talk more about the, the top ones. Yeah. Uh, so uh, El Desperado and Katamaru for uh, Suzuki Goon, uh, they retained the junior tag titles by beating Rapongi 3K. Um, Does anyone give a shit about those titles? They have way too many titles in New Japan. Well, they do in the Bucks had them, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they when they would have like in and, and Red Dragon when they had them too, I think they were they were big. Uh, and about I a couple of years ago, too, a little bit too, maybe. Yeah, Rapungi Vice. When when it was Rapungi Vice, Red Dragon, and the Bucks, like those three teams feuding against each other, like it was it was a big deal. And and but now I don't know. Now it's it's not really as big as it used to be. Probably two or three years ago. Yeah, I just think they got too many. I mean, that one can stay, but when you got these Never titles and the, I know. love the Never title though. One of my favorite, one of my top five favorite matches of all time. Uh, is for, was for the Never title. I think it was Wrestle Kingdom two or three years ago between uh, Tomohiro Ishii and uh, Katsuyori Shibata. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that match yet, but oh my goodness. That, ma- that match was absolutely crazy. So Yeah, but the match, but the titles itself, it, it doesn't really elevate anyone by winning them. They, they kind of stay where they are. You know, I think the Never title does. I don't know. I just, I don't know. I, I think if this, if I don't mind the titles in Japan because it's a different type of thing. And I think everybody, um, Daniel Bryan recently said this, like he, he doesn't like the old timers just saying, Hey, I'm going to keep my spot. He, the re he, he likes the feuding against big cast because he wants everybody to be elevated. And I kind of look at that with the titles in Japan. Like there's what, six titles, one, two, three. Yeah. So there's six, there's six titles. Well, seven because there's the the six never six man that right. probably can be that probably can go away but um, you know it's it's I don't know I think Japan is one of those is one of those companies where New Japan is one of those companies where you have so many really good um, uh, characters because there's so, different divisions that they can be good at so that's that's how I look at it. I just think if the the belt doesn't do anything for anyone, then why have it? It did it for uh, when 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 uh, uh, Suzuki had the Never title. It was I thought it was pretty good, and uh, and a lot of times it it helps a character like when Goto was feuding against um, uh, I think it was Naito uh, for the Never title. Uh, it, it was one of those things where ne- where Goto he was trying to get his comeuppance, and if he would just beat Naito, it would just. To me, it wouldn't be as big as if he won a title with it. So, yeah, I mean, I understand what you're saying as far as just having an, an influx of championships. But for me, I, I just think that uh, for New Japan, it kind of they're so division heavy as opposed to WWE. That's true. I think yeah, I think I think that element makes it work for me. 
But didn't they just introduce like Omega's title to uh, the, the, the the U.S.? Yeah, yeah, the U.S. Jay White has it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, there is a lot though. I don't know. It's hard to keep track. That's what happened to the UFC when they started adding all these different weight classes. And back in the day, you used to be able to name all the champions right off the top of your head, really quickly. Blaze Gracie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now you, you know you're like, I don't know. Now there's interim champion. Like it seems like there's every other division has an interim champion right now. Yeah. But all right, let's keep let's keep uh, moving. So speaking of the US title, Juice Robinson and David Finley against uh, Yoshi Hatsi and Jay White of Chaos. I thought it was a pretty decent match. Uh I, I, you know, I I kind of got a soft spot for Juice Robinson because I think he had so much potential when he was CJ Parker in NXT and now since he's in, in Japan now, they when they first when he first went to Japan, I think they didn't really utilize him that well, but They've been utilizing him pretty decently recently, and he actually got a pin over Jay White. So it looks deal. like we'll get Juice and Jay White for the U.S. title coming up soon. Yeah, that's a big deal. That's a big, that's a big victory for him. Yep. Um, I, I liked the two at NXT, but I didn't, I didn't like his shtick. I liked what he could do in the ring. You know? Yeah, I thought his his gimmick was limiting. You know, it was, and you could tell the poor guy did his best with it. Right, right. Uh, yeah, that's what that's, that's what I'm saying. Yep. I uh, just he in the ring though. I just thought he was really good. Um, I love I, I love Finley's kid, um, David. Yeah, met that kid when he was. I swear he couldn't have been more than eight years old. He could have been eight or nine. I he, he was not like even a teenager when I met him. Yeah, and to see him, dude, he's he's so polished. Oh yeah, he, he's got. He had a great base, and now I can honestly say, after watching again tonight, he's gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a good story. It's a good story of him. He went there, went through the dojo. That's not easy to be a guy, Jan, and, and go come up through their dojo. That is not easy at all. Yeah, <clears throat> but that's why they like what's his name so much, and I do too. Um, Jay White. Yeah. Jay White's cool. Yeah. Uh, he, he's got that low key look. You know, uh, look to the star. Yeah, I think. Uh, a few more years, a few more wrinkles, and he, you know he can he can be there. And what's cool about now today, today guys, about wrestling, says the seven foot guy. By the way, is that everybody's shorter now? Oh so yeah, it's more of a it's more of an even playing field. True. So you can look at these guys, even though they're shorter, they could pull off looking like larger than life. Chris yeah. Jericho did it for years. When I met him in person, same with Eddie Guerrero, Kurt Angle. I was like. What the, <laughs> you know, and I was like, I'll tell you, these guys look jacked. They look huge, especially Eddie and Benoit. Yeah. They look humongous. And then they didn't come up to my, like, I can't even see, but way below my chest. And, uh, but that just goes to show you, you know what I mean? It's all about that character and how you carry yourself. And Jay White carries himself in, like a star. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep. So Suzuki Goon, uh, again, went against Chaos. Um, the Zack Sabre Jr. and Minoru Suzuki against uh, Ayano, Toriyano and uh, Ishii. This match, this was for uh, th- th- no title, but uh, uh, Suzuki won. Uh, man, those slaps. Just I-, I got excited just seeing just Ishii and Suzuki just get in the ring, period. And just talk about shoot style. Just let's one up each other on slaps, on forearm smashes. To me, that was fantastic, man. You could just tell that they could go. This is one of my. This was one of my favorite matches. I agree. Love everybody. I love everybody in it. Though. I'm a fan of all guys in it. So. Yeah. Saber gets the win over. Uh, he tapped out Yano, I believe. Yeah, he he did like a Rings of Saturn type thing, made Yano tap out. So yeah, it was a really good match. Uh, Young Bucks uh, has their first, uh, well, second, uh, second tag, uh, heavyweight tag team. I think they went against the Briscoes a couple of years ago. What they're introducing is they moved up to the tag division, and this is their you know premier tag team heavyweight tag team championship match. And they uh, the Briscoes, and, sorry, the Briscoes were New Japan heavyweight tag team champions. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yep, uh, I watched I that fight. I don't, know, I don't remember that. Uh, it was a couple of years ago, 2016. It wasn't ROH. No, I watched it. I remember it. It wasn't. Mm-hmm. They weren't ROH type of, uh, tag champions, defending the champions on that card. I don't think so. I'll look. Uh, I'll make sure of that. But I, I think it was uh, Briscoe's versus. Uh, I remember the match. Uh, it was a great match. 
Yeah, it was. It was a good match. Um, so they beat uh, even Evil and Sonata. Um, yeah. They, hey, wasn't he in TNA with us? Sonata was, yep. Sonata, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's he reminds me a lot of uh, he reminds me of a lot of Okada, you know. What I mean, like they TNA just used them. It, same thing as uh, uh, oh goodness, what's his name? Who was in the finals with uh, with Takahashi, um, Bone Soldier? Uh, uh, he, uh, oh goodness, I'll, I'll find that out here in a minute. But um, just people TNA used that you know just kind of as utility players for a little bit, and then. Uh, they went to Japan, especially Okada. I think uh, Scott Demore actually apologized to him recently because uh, they misused him so bad. So, okay. it's, uh, but you know, I know people give TNA crap for that, but WWE wouldn't have done any better with him back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, they were. I don't even think WWE would use it. Would have used them. Back they never, right? Yeah, they, they wouldn't would have even signed them. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, the Briscoes they were IWGP tag team champions once, and also the never open weight six man tag team champions. Okay, that was that, Yano, okay. okay, bro. There is too many titles. There's an open <laughs> six man tag team championship. Yeah, that's what I'll say. It is. Yeah, but I was going to say this real quick, and I wrestle for New Japan. They do a buttload of six and eight man tags. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All house shows. That's what you're doing. If you work like from. I'd say mid card to main event. You're involved in a lot of six mans. Yeah, Ishimori. Well, that's his name. Uh, Ishimori. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know, New Japan is known for having so many stables. You know, <laughs> you know so uh, yeah, they they still back, now have the Chaos Bullet Club. Yeah. So back to this LLJ. match. This, this, this was a, this was a great match. Um, mm-hmm. I. I, I I love the way the buck sold. I thought there was a little, there was a couple times in there where there was a pile driver to the, you know, outside of the ring, like that, that's neck breaking type move. Yeah. Like, I don't know how you come back and wrestle the rest of the match from something like that. And it, it, I'm, I'm the biggest marks on the planet for the bucks. Um, but there's certain things that, that were done tonight where you're like, you know, like, like the dude did a great job selling his leg tonight. Great job selling his leg for everybody. Says the Bucks mm-hmm. can't sell. They were selling tonight, and then, but when it was in their comeback, they went to their the, the, the actual their finish finish. Maybe I missed it, but it looked like he stopped selling his leg there for like uh, right toward the end there before coming yeah. out the top ropes. And I thought it would have been you know punch your leg, do something, you know what I mean? To, to so the announcers could say like, oh, he's trying to. Make sure you're trying to get the blood pumped back into the, you know, into the leg, into the muscle, mm-hmm. whatever have you. The analysis will cover you, you know. We, Especially Kevin Kelly and Don Callis because they do a fantastic yeah. job in commentary. Sure. I think. Am I wrong for saying that they're probably the best balance team? The best duo. Yeah, I would say the right. Duo. The best, the best, more than one announcer. They're not. They're not annoying to listen to. You know, I don't know. Like, like every WWE announced team right now. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that, Matt. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I would have, um, I would have gave, I, I would have not had the Bucks win it now. Uh, I would have probably gave it like one more time since they're just going into the heavyweight division. I would have uh, spread it out just a little longer. Uh, right, tag teams so that, that'll draw in that division. Yeah, there's, there's, uh, I mean, of course, you know, chaos, and uh, you know, um, uh, you have God, uh, uh, Loa and Tomatonga. It seems uh, like so, the, butt, the butts are really hot right now, and you don't want to miss that, that, that peak. Yeah. You know, you don't, you want to, you want to get them at the right time, and it seems like, it seems like the right time. I was always surprised. Uh, I was always surprised I, I, they hadn't already won these titles. To be honest, yeah, yeah they, they've been in a junior division for so long i don't know i, I would have gave, gave it one more time i can see why they did it to, to me i it just it makes sense because all lens in you know three months less than three months so that maybe can have some type of all in um, well, the most popular act on that show other than kenny omega and okay okada yeah okada those no, I would say I would and say Oka- and that's that's in Japan, not around the world. I'm sorry, around the world. Oh, internationally, no, 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 no. 
Young Bucks, no one touches them. Yeah, it's Young Bucks, Cody, and Omega, for sure. Yeah, internationally. Yeah. Um, uh, so we missed the never open weight championship. Michael Elgin won it by beating Goto and uh, Tai Chi. Uh, Elgin looked good. He lost 40 pounds. They built him at 238, uh, and they built Tai Chi at 240. So he looked bigger than Tai Chi, but uh, he looked good, though. I mean, he lost, uh, lost 40 pounds, they said. And, um, you know, I, I'm to me, you know, these and again, this never open weight championship, there's there's a lot of people in New Japan, and I think you know, Elgin having this never title just kind of ups his stock a bit. Uh, so. I think it was a good triple threat match. Uh, it's not like it, it's it's not like a WWE triple threat match where everybody tried to get their spot, and uh, that's what I did respect of it. And every I think all all three of the the uh, competitors did a pretty good job, uh, just really working with each other. Matt, what do you think? I agree, Raj. I, I hadn't seen this. So I had a family commitment today, so I've only seen the, the top matches. So top three. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping to watch the rest of the show tomorrow. Yeah. Um, so the six-man match, I was a big fan of this just from a legendary standpoint. Uh, I've always been a liar, Mark, <laughs> to be honest with you, just uh, from 20, 25 years ago. And uh, it's, it's good to st- still see him um, just kind of helping helping the division. So it was... It was Liger, Tanahashi, and Mysterio against Cody, uh, Adam Page, and Marty Scroll. Um, you know, I, I think this match was pretty good. I, I really liked it. Um, it was it was one of those matches where uh, it would have made sense for either side to win. I think the I think the Bullet Club winning is like, hey, the Legends is putting us over, and I think the I think Mysterio, Liger, and um, Tanahashi winning is is saying okay, well, these these three legends is coming together and they're just kind of like a elite group. Especially it was Rey Mysterio's first time, uh, and so I think I think either way would have worked. Uh, Matt, what do you think as far as just surprised the surprised they didn't give Rey Mysterio a win? Yeah, yeah. This was one I saw, and I thought I thought I thought Mysterio looked good. But it's his first time in New Japan. It's just kind of thrown in the six-man tag. Why not? You know, why not put him in a singles match with Bliger? That's like a dream match. Or, or at you know, least give him the win if you've got to put him in this match. Yeah, that's. Uh, I, I, I can see Cody pinning Liger. Uh, Cody versus Ray. That would have been badass. Yeah, I think they're. I think they probably did that to expand. I can see Mister. Oh, they've already worked. Wait a minute. They had a great oh, yeah. angle actually. If you remember WrestleMania. Yeah, the back uh, when Cody was wearing his face mask. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Actually. Ray Mysterio was the reason why Cody started wearing yep. the mask because he did yep. the six one nine on him. Yeah. yeah, I just think it should have been a bigger deal, and Ray, it should, Ray shouldn't have just been a part of this six man tag. I, I felt like I should have known he was there, and I did not know he was there. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah. the last minute. Oh, Ray Mysterio is in here, and he's going to be in, in with a bunch of people. Yeah, that's how it felt to me. Yeah. I can see I can see Mysterio come back and they do a singles match. They'll probably do something with him and Skrull or, or him and Paige, perhaps. I can see I can see Cody and Tanahashi, which I think that would be a fantastic match. Yeah. I'd like to see Mysterio and Will Ospreay. Oh yeah, I'd be a good match too. Yeah. Speaking like of Will the, Ospreay. Did, uh, did go ahead, man. Work, did he ever work Ricochet since he left WWE? Mysterio? Mm, probably like in probably like in the UK or something like that. I can I can see that. That's what I would like to have seen too. And then Mysterio worked AJ Styles in the UK. <clears throat> I don't know, Ricochet. Mm. Yeah, that would be awesome. Because yeah. Ray Mysterio, I mean, he's not he can't do the stuff he did back in WCW, True. but he can go. You know, he can still he's still a great worker. Yeah. He can make a match. Yeah. Speaking of Osprey, he lost the title to Takahashi. Takahashi won the best of Super Juniors by beating Nishimori. That was a fantastic job. Uh, if anybody cares about Melcher's stars, I think he gave it like six stars or something like that. Um, Did he really? But, uh, it, yeah, yeah, I think it was like the first uh, junior uh, junior match that ever got like six stars. Or I thought only Kenny Omega is the first person to ever get six stars, period. Yeah, there's been like five after that. So what? 
Yeah. What is he doing? <laughs> so now it's not even now like four star sucks. Yeah. Right. Five star right. kind of great to be now. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think it was like five and a half or six stars or something like that. But I think it was a night's match. No, the the Ishimori oh, and, the uh, Super Takahashi, or whatever. the Super Juniors match, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it was it was a really really good match though. I I you know I, I don't know if I'd give it five or six stars, but uh, it was fantastic. Uh, so Takahashi, the momentum that he got from that, um, he ended up beating Osprey. I think this was one of the best matches on the uh, on the card. Uh, man, it's just some I love I love watching New Japan. But sometimes I just wish they protected each other a lot better. I mean, just sometimes. Like, uh, <laughs> I guess I'm being murder, generous. They murder each other. Yeah. Um, real and quick, that, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about that with the Omega match. But that drives me crazy sometimes when they yes. almost kill somebody and then the next move they counter it. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was on, on the Super Juniors final match. There was a uh, butterfly pile driver. That uh, Takahashi did on the Ishimori, no protection at all. I mean, he landed right like he he Ishimori tried to turn his head to the side to break the brunt a little bit, but it, it still was no protection to it. So it was You're not yeah. even in a position to turn your head any which way. Right. <laughs> like, oh my god. Yeah. Uh, real quick, Ray Mysterio did go against uh, Ricochet in uh, England in UK. Okay. And uh, they're saying uh, against Ricochet and Lucha Underground is Prince Puma. Thanks, Doug. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right because they did have like a mentor mentee type of uh, uh, angle going on. That's right. Um, I interviewed I interviewed Ricochet on my show around that time. So, yeah, <clears throat> um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I think that was a pretty good match. And then, of course, we talked about Jericho Naito. Uh, one thing I do want to bring up is that uh, I think that Jericho. You could tell that there was some lag, some language lag when it comes to when it came to the cues, because because uh, Naito tried to do the Destino a couple of times, <laughs> and Chris Jericho was like uh, he was in the wrong position, and they just kind of changed it into like punching each other, and then like the third time later he did the Destino, right. or he tried to do the Destino. So, and it was one time he had him in the walls. And he kept tapping his leg for him to uh, go do the whole go into the ropes thing. Yeah. So there was yeah. a couple language lags there that I noticed. This was great though. Like, you know, Naito came out in his suit, and Jericho attacked him before the match started. Put him in, the, you know, uh, through a table to start the match. Or, you know, right before the match, and a DDT on the table. The table didn't break. Uh, looked nasty. Yeah. And yeah, Jericho just basically kicked the shit out of him for like ten minutes and uh, power bombed him on the table. Yeah. And then finally, Naito was able to take over. Got to take off his suit, and uh, yeah, he he had. And they brawled a lot on the outside. A lot of this match was outside the ring. What I've always wondered, even when I wrestled there, and I never asked somebody because I never had to go through a table in New Japan. One of the things I always wanted to ask was, why do they have like why are the Japanese tables there? Like they're they're so thick. First of all, to go through one of those tables, guys, it's like going through oak. It Mm. would kill. All right. And two, they're super narrow. They're narrow and they're really thick. I noticed that. I, yeah. I wonder, is that hard to get like one of our tables? Like <laughs> to get our tables there? Because I'm telling you, these guys would, make, would be a lot easier on them. I yeah. mean, I wonder just, just because of the space. Most of, most of the time, they don't are. break. You, mm. And then that's part of the shtick. Like they're not trying to break it most of those times. You see how those guys get pile drivers on the table? It's known not to break on purpose. Like, when you give them that move on the on the table, it's because you don't plan on it breaking, quite frankly, like like they do here. And um, you know, so when he went through a power bomb through that, Chris had to set it up that way in order for it to break. Otherwise, it's very very difficult. It doesn't happen more yeah. times than not a breaking mm-hmm. it because it's so thick. It's just another risk. Yeah, after that first table spot, they did like three in this match because then there was also one where uh, yeah. Naito hit Jericho with a pile driver on the outside, and it didn't break it didn't on any break. of those other atta- uh, attempts. Yeah, he took good care of him on the pile driver. I watched it in slow. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I noticed that too. Yeah. I think it was good. I, I liked uh, Kevin. Well, Kevin Kelly said that it wasn't for the championship uh, uh, one time, and oh, I was like, "What?" Like I thought it was I Bill for the title. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and and so when when he won, I'm I'm glad that they <clears throat> that they did that. And this is cool too because obviously Jericho is going to put Naito over. Well, it seems like they may have they may do something with Jericho and Evil though, because Evil, uh, in, he did he did the save. So they may do Jericho Evil and then Jericho Naito again. So, they need you know. they need a big match for the Cow Palace. I think you do Jericho and Omega again, champion versus champion. Mm. Yeah, that'll be good. Yeah, so yeah, yeah so yeah. the end of the match, Jericho shoved red shoes, low blow Naito, and hit the code breaker for the win. It wasn't overly contrived or anything, which I liked. Um, mm. You know, kind of basic finish. It's not over telegraphed, and uh, Jericho winning the. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead, Matt. It works huge here because everyone else, and one of the reasons I do like New Japan so much, I do like the millions of false finishes. I just do. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of former wrestlers here in the States don't like them as much. We're not selling each other's finishes much. F all that. I, I love the false finishes in New Japan. Um, and, and I like them when they're bang, 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 bang a lot of the time. I just do. A lot of the I time. Agree. Yeah, it gets the crowd going too it's really athletic it's at the end of the match it's super impressive to me the guys can do it and i bite i am hook line and sink on a lot of those falsies and uh so when you put a jericho in there and he's mule kicking the dude in the nuts when they're throwing the ref down and then hitting his finish it's so different than anything else on that card yeah. it stands out even more that's why chris is a that's why he's a genius yeah I agree but, with but, you, Matt. But Matt, you liked his look. You liked Jericho's look. I, it was different. Yeah, that's all I needed. Uh, his body was a little, you know, he's not really. No, I, yeah, he I meant should, the, he the shouldn't have abs form. in the moment. Yeah, I meant the Clockwork Orange crow thing that he had. It was different. <laughs> yeah, was, I just feel like a star as big as Jericho. It's almost he, he doesn't need to be going that far. You know, to change his look. You know, he's he's too big of a star. I I just feel like he's above that. I can see that. I can see that. But you know what's crazy is I wanted Chris to change his character, his look. Yeah. And then he finally did when he trimmed his hair and came out with the suit. You know, and, and he was just a different character. When yeah. He played the first really good heel that he was really dialed in on. Yeah. If you guys remember. Yeah, you know, with the troglodytes and sickle fans. Yes, a very monotone voice. (laughs) Yes, he refused Uh, to have merch made. Right, I still think that's his best work, which is saying a lot. Yeah, because yeah, Uh, real quick on the false finishes, man. I I agree with you if it's a part of the story. Now, I think with New Japan matches, they know how. Like a lot of the matches, know how to create stories. Like in WWE, I'm not a fan of it because it's just a bunch of high spots just because it has no rhyme or reason with it. But in New Japan, I, I, I appreciate the false finishes because New Japan is more about building or creating stories in the ring. Uh, and that's why matches are a lot longer. Uh, and that, that's why I love the false finishes with uh, Omega and Okada. I mean, just uh, <laughs> they, they it, it seems like they would have to do probably avocado probably have to do like four or five rainmakers you know with omega just to just to have them um just have them win but See, just what do you got go ahead raj that's that stuff started to drive me crazy after a while because really uh, yeah because we'll get to it our, our, should we go to that match next so yeah jericho won the iwgp uh intercontinental, intercontinental so. yeah um so yeah omega uh beat okada and um Two, two to one. They had a best of uh, best of three. Omega won the first fall. And Okada, Omega, won the, and then, Okada won the first. I'm sorry, Okada won the first fall, and then Omega won the, the uh, two straight, uh, both with um, one winged angel. So they, so it went over an hour. So this is the their longest match because the draw was the 60 minute draw. I think this is probably I think this is like an hour and five minutes or somewhere close to it or something like that. So. Um, I'm sure Meltzer would give this probably seven stars. And so, uh, <laughs> what do you what do you think, man? Uh, great match. I still liked. Whew, I liked the first match better. Huh. I like I like the I first agree. time that they matched up better. Um, maybe because the pre- because it's 
standards been set so high? I, 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 I don't know. I don't know why I think that. I just know I felt that, you know, at the end of that match. I was excited for Kenny. Um, they told a great story out there. I, I just liked the first match better, everything about it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's kind of like with movies. The original, you kind of always have a, a soft spot for it, too. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you, first? Matt. Um, I agree with you, Matt. I think I think the first match was the best one. Um, I will put this second. Yeah, um, better. You like this better than the second match. Yeah, uh, I, I liked uh, probably because uh, I probably because Okada is one of my favorite wrestlers right now. He's in my top three, and uh, Omega won the second match. So, well, it was it was a tie. It was it was and yeah, then. Yeah. Uh, and the and then Omega won at the G one last August, right. so yeah, the, the 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 time limit draw was pretty good, but and I can understand that why they did it just to kind of extend the feud, um, but yeah, I, overall I think this was a fantastic match. I mean, definitely nothing away from the fact that this was a really really good match, um, you know. But to me, I think that there was just some things with the first match. It wasn't an hour; I think it was like forty five minutes or something like that. Uh, I think the story was, I think they told the story in the ring a little better. Uh, and then I think it, it kind of spoils us when we kind of see the same match in the same kind of formula with Omega versus Okada. Nothing really different happened. It was still kind of like, uh, can he hit the one wing angel? Is he going to kick out the one wing angel? Uh, you know, he's he's trying, he's ducking this particular rainmaker, he's countering this. So, I mean, it's kind of like the same, it was kind of like the same template. It was good, but I think the template worked the best on the first match, if that may, may make sense, rather than the fourth match. So, that's a, that's how I feel about it. It was a good match, but wasn't their best. So, for me, this was this was actually my favorite of theirs. I, I, I like to, I, I love the first one too. Uh, I like the second one a lot, but not having the finish, I know why they did it, but um, for, I, I like this one the best. Um, but the thing that dr- will drive me crazy, and this is just being over analytical, but they're doing these crazy moves, you know, the, the jump and tombstone. Yeah. And then he gets up, and then right then Omega counters and hits something else. You know, yeah. they do that over and over. Okada hits a big move, gets Omega up, goes for something, Omega counters. Omega kills him with he he must have hit like twenty V triggers in this match. Yeah, <laughs> and then he'll get him up, and then right away Okada counters. So it's you know it's that it, it's just like well then that last move wasn't that devastating if right away you have your wits about you to be able to do this you know gigantic move right after. And uh, you know I, I wish they'd slow that part down a little bit because you know when you, a jumping tombstone they hit a tombstone on the apron. All these crazy yeah, moves, and uh, and then Omega will counter with Nuranagi right after. What, what, what about the rocket launcher drop kick to the outside that Omega ate the guardrail with? Right. Yeah. Oh my God, my yeah. ribs broke watching that. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, and it's like I think if you showed this match to someone who never watches pro wrestling, they would be like, "Oh, it's so fake because he just gets up right after," and they, you know. That's a good argument. Whereas, well, they, if they, a, if that it, is a good argument for that. Think about it. Someone who's never watched wrestling before is watching this. Like, oh, that couldn't have hurt. He just gets up right after. When you can tell they're killing each other, and if yeah. if they yeah, made those moves right. mean more, like you know, <laughs> stay on the ground longer or use your foot on the ropes instead of just kicking out. Um, True. They do a really good job of reversing. When you're talking, let me ask you a question. When you keep saying that you like the stories that they tell with the false finishes, what do you mean by that? Me? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I it, it's it's different than just doing it uh, for the sake of just having a spot. You know, I think well, a lot of times in the WWE. They'll, you know, they'll do the false finish and then they'll just kick out and it has nothing to do with drawing with with with, with um, just kind of narrating the rest of the match with Okada and Omega. I think they create a story because Omega had those rainmakers. And one thing that I noticed toward the end of the match is when they were but they both were on their knees and they were 
giving each other like forearm shots and they and and like they were so soft and they they didn't none none it didn't matter like it was so just kind of bland and soft and you know what I mean and I think it's like man I'm spent you know what I mean and just sure. that type of psychology you know yeah. what I mean like I absolutely love it I, I absolutely yeah. love it because the psychology is you know I've taken I've ate all these rainmakers. I've ate all these V triggers. I am spent. And so I'm going to try to give you a forearm smash now. And it's not going to have as much impact because the psychology is that I'm, I'm give I'm literally giving you my all and doing everything that I can do. And at the end of this match, we're both laid out on the ring and that's what happened. They both were just kind of laid out in the, in the ring. And I think that helps the psychology of the match. Because as we say, those aren't false finishes. Now that's just selling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those finishes, you obviously everybody knows, you know, is is, is they, they they go to like twelve of them, fifteen, twenty of them. Yeah, and a lot of the times, to me, they're believable as 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 hell. You know, and they I still are. think, and I still think it goes into the fact of I am literally giving you my all right now. And, you know, if you're if you're if you're kicking out of my if you want to say they say a good story, all right, into the false finishes, it's because. They specifically do a good job of reversing out of said false yeah. finish. Right. That's right, coming. Right. Like ducking the Rainmaker at the last second because mm-hmm. he's got it scouted and then goes to hit the one wing angle. But no, he's got that shit scouted. He mm-hmm. hits him with it, it's like that. And, and they got you. They just hook they hook me. I, yeah. I, I like it a lot. I do. I like yeah. the style. And, and I know and it's selling, guys. And let me be clear. I know a lot of the times there's some selling that needs to happen here. And it's not. Maybe it's the athlete in me that's going, holy crap, I can never do that. Maybe that's why I like this so much, because this is athletic as hell. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm saying. That's the difference know. between the WWE and New Japan, because you're using the false finishes to add to the story of the match. As opposed I, I, don't, to just I some... don't really get that point. I feel like they do it in, in both companies. Um, how is it? What, how, it, the, it, it you're right. No, Roger. Roger's right on that. that he's right. That every well, every one of us finishes is to draw. It's people. always to get you sucked into the match. I mean, that's yes. And, and, and that's the, why it's right. done. And the well, hold on. Let me let me. I guess I should clarify what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so 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 when I see the false finishes in Japan, I, I see it's adding to the match as opposed to simply sucking people in for that moment if the, if that makes sense like when wwe when they do their false finish i don't see like when i watch wwe now i'm a wwe lifer don't get me wrong when i watch wwe matches good one i don't now. see aj styles i'm talking about i'm not talking about like mid-card jabron versus jabron where he body slams <laughs> the guy and covers him yeah we, right that don't count yeah when i see wwe matches nowadays mm-hmm. i i see um what, what I perceive a WWE match, a good WWE match, is the false finish. Does it, it's, it's simply to draw people into that moment and get them out the edge of their seat on the count of two, which is good. When the thing match is over, right? And I and I agree with that. But I think New Japan adds another layer to it oh, when it's because they do more. Is my my two? Yeah, yeah, right. They add another layer to it because it's like. I'm giving you my all. I am physically spent by the time I'm done with this match. You're talking about this one match. That's not every match. No, I'm not. I'm not because I see we've seen four. We've seen four of these same matches, and they do the same thing each time. And I've seen matches. You know, AJ Styles. Watch the AJ Styles Okada match at Dominion a couple years ago. I mean, it, it, that's, that's. And I know a lot of American wrestlers don't like. They, they they say there's no selling involved because they're they're hitting like each other with 55 finishers that you just shouldn't be getting kicked. You should be kicked, being kicked, uh, being able to kick out. If I should say, and I used to be that guy too, but now that the, the business has changed, it's faster, it's more athletic. I, I'm telling you right now, it was watching Kenny Omega matches and Young Buck matches mm-hmm. that have kind of got me. I like, it. I just do, and I know like I psychologically what i was trained and taught on i shouldn't i should be against that i should everything should mean something mm-hmm. and uh you know we're throwing pile drivers on the outside of the aprons so like that 
the dude gets up two seconds later and nips up, you know, and he's perfectly fine. So like, I should not like that by, by product, you know what I mean? But I can't, I can't lie. I, I'm entertained by it. Yeah, no, it was, uh, like I said, just watching it as, uh, as a, as a wrestling fan, it was a great match. It was my favorite of them. I loved it. Um, I just think that again, you know, these guys are killing each other. These moves look like they kill. So act like they kill. I don't know how they shoot don't. Like Omega when he yeah the guardrails like dude he's done <laughs> he's done dude that V trigger I mean this was the one that finally won the match the last V trigger he hit before the one winged angel looked like that was the nastiest V trigger I think I've ever seen that he hit on Okada I mean that's oh, yeah. such a nasty looking move and to just get up and then hit a counter right after that I just think because so, you know Matt you know this like so many people that don't watch wrestling think there's all these tricks like the steel chairs are fake yeah, and the tables the are, tables are yeah. all like they yeah. got their cut pre-cracked so they, they, they would think like the the knee to the face is just you know worked like it's not you're not right. really hitting or they got a knee pad you know they, they assume all these crazy things right. and so when you see that and then someone just gets right up it just you play towards that yeah, yeah. you're right yeah. If, you're, if you're joe blow the average person never watches wrestling yeah yeah but we do watch wrestling. All right. So but the, but like even a, to us, if you hit a big tombstone, you should be out for a little bit. We've been taught oh, that what? tombstone's a killing, you know, a killer move. Let me, let me, let me. But we should be wrapping me, up here, guys. It's getting late. Let me ask this question real quick before we wrap up. So if you're in like, because I used to train MMA. Uh, and so I wonder if you're like in a shoot fight, right? And someone hits you with like, the craziest forearm smash and you have so much adrenaline that you kind of stumble a little bit, you get down and you get right back up and nail them with the, with the forearm smash. Like what would be the difference with that? But if you do it 30 times, this you have is that, this you mad. Have, you have that moment of adrenaline. You have that moment. Yeah, of adrenaline. One time is one thing. Here's so a, when you're doing it 30 times, the whole match. And here's the difference. MMA, a simple jab. Right on the right button. Everybody, every one of us got a button on us, right? (laughs) Could knock us out. Could knock your ass out. And it's weak looking and small looking and not very big and impressive. Whereas a tombstone power driver, a power bomb, soup, song soup, whatever. These are big and impressive moves. Mm -hmm. Um, So wrestling, we built this lore. The bigger the move, the more the guy should sell. Gotcha. Um, I guess. I don't know. That's that's a good question, though. Actually. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, it's late, Matt. Chris, you're on the East Coast too, right? Good night. Yes. <laughs> well, thanks for sticking with us, guys. And thanks for everyone listening. We got a, a bunch of viewers, so thank you guys. Really? Uh, yeah. It's you guys late. all stayed up? You guys are crazy. Well, some, hope, some of them might be on the West Coast. <laughs> uh, but uh, thanks a lot, guys. We'll be back Monday uh, after Raw. And uh, we'll talk more. Uh, people ask about Reigns and Lesnar. We'll, we'll talk more about that on Monday. Thanks again, everyone, for joining us. Is people asking if, if Glenn was at Grease too? The... Uh... <laughs> Musical. <laughs> there are many <laughs> questions about that. All right, guys. Good night. See you. See you Monday.